0: Welcome to it. Welcome to a new week. How was your weekend, Bruce? It's pretty good, actually. Uh, fairly easygoing. Yours? Oh, it's just just peachy. You know, everything was uh, everything was shut down because there's a there's a third wave sweeping the the nation that no one can get under control, and the hospitals are empty. Just just saying. I mean, it's 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 (laughs) I I just I just don't get like people. How on earth? How on earth do you believe this? How? How on earth do you believe it? You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday and I said I was doing the whole just open your businesses kind of answer that we've been given here for the last, oh, I don't know, two years. Not quite that long, but ever since this thing started. And the answer I got was, yeah, they'll get fined. I just sat there scratching my head. I said, you get fined, you get put out of business. What makes the difference? What makes the difference?
1: You get fined and you can take it to court, whereas they just, you know, you you, you willfully close down. Uh, what what are you going to get in return? Your
0: business yeah. is done. Yeah. Bankruptcy. It's just like that. That's, that's what people don't get. But you know what? There's more going on here than what people think. its And let, let's be honest, right? I mean, we're well past anything resembling a pandemic at this point. I sent some stuff over to Marty today, uh, and I was talking with you a little bit about it, uh, Bruce. We're going to be talking about that on Wednesday when Marty comes on. And uh, there's been some developments in some court cases that have been taken nationally and now are going to be looked at going international. Uh, and it's big. It's big. And they don't want anything resembling that put on any kind of news. Everything that you see in the mainstream media here where I'm at is climate change, COVID, climate change, COVID, climate change, COVID, climate change, COVID, COVID, climate change. That's all it is. Nothing, nothing about anything else. Do you know what I actually found out this morning? I found out that we have two crew dragons docked at the ISS. I didn't even know that. Did you? I did not. I I, first uh, said that said I do
1: recall something about, uh, there was a headline, something about, uh, the ISS being, uh, busy. And I, I didn't even, I, I kind mm-hmm. of
0: skimmed and didn't even, didn't even register because there was so much other going on. There was two launches last week. We didn't even like that. That's not even why, because that's actual progress that goes against the narrative. That's why you're not hearing about it. That's actual progress in the right direction. That's being done by somebody that wants to advance a real cause and not this other crap. And we didn't even hear about it. Yeah, didn't
1: even know about it. It you would think that would be something the mainstream media would want to talk about in normal circumstances I mean if this if the media really was actually not out there trying to lie to us and you know mm-hmm. gaslighting us for the last mm-hmm.
0: year yeah the uh the thing I wanted to lead with today was uh what happened in London yesterday well like I said we'll get into this uh more when we get Marty on but um what I saw in London yesterday and I know some of like our our telegram subscribers we were putting out videos of it there's video circulating around it but the mainstream media spin on it is what I wanted to talk about anti lockdown protesters defy restrictions in London March? Did you see how many people were out there? It was just a couple, right? Only, only <laughs> just a a couple. Bit, like a thousand or something, you know? Yeah. A mm-hmm. couple thousand protesters, a few actually the, the mainstream media said a few thousand protesters showed up at a rage event and they were anti-maskers, anti vaxing terrorists. If you looked at those shots, if you looked at that video, that was a whole hell of a lot more than a couple of thousand. Yeah. I think, a a <laughs> I think you're missing yeah. a couple of zeros. I think you're missing two or three zeros. Yeah, there was a lot of people there. And, you know, that was peaceful. That was peaceful. No one got out of hand. No one got out of control. And that's not what they want to see. You know, I I looked at uh, and I thought about this over the weekend. I, I looked at this warning that's been put out on 80 percent of the countries by the U.S. State Department. Don't travel to So and so country because there's uh, COVID and terrorism, right? There's a warning out right now. Don't travel to Germany because of COVID and terrorism. I saw thousands of people today out eating ice cream, no masks, forget social distancing, forget all that stuff. There's no police where I live, so there's no one to enforce it. Yeah, but those are all terrorists. Yes, those are all terrorists. Yeah, the 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 entire the entire area I live in with twenty thousand people. Those these are all terrorists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. My point is, is that I'm sitting here. I'm looking at this stuff from the State Department. Don't travel to Germany because of COVID-19 infections and terrorism. Okay. well, hold on a minute. COVID-19 infections. Okay, we know where that's coming from, right? Those are jacked up PCR tests. Like I said, they were testing milk and mango chutney last week and it was testing positive. So we know where that's coming from. The terrorism part, that one confused me just a little bit. And then I thought more on it yesterday when we actually had some off time. And it's weird because I really don't get a day off and neither do you because I'm constantly thinking about this stuff anyway. So is it really a day off in that, in reality? True. Is it really a day off?
1: Well, even even when we're on a day off, I still end up talking about politics. I mean, yesterday I spent
0: hours talking about politics Mm. Uh, so it's it didn't matter well i'm thinking about your response to what you said the other day you said by these governments doing what they're doing they're creating people to react in these situations so they're laying the trap before you even start what happened in london yesterday and this is where i'm tying it into what happened in london yesterday you had hundreds of thousands of people out there in the streets in london protesting against all this stuff. I mean, there's a banner that's that they led with, wake up and smell the tyranny. COVID is a hoax. Your government is lying to you. It is. All these governments are lying to everybody. And there's a reason they're lying to everybody. And it's exactly what Marty said last year. The banks are empty. That's what's going on. But see, they don't have the the guts to come out and tell you that, right? Because they're scared. They stole all your money, okay? They stole all your money. You think that you've got a retirement pension? You don't. All you cops, all you state employees, you don't have anything. They've been doing that to the American people, though, for years. over with Social Security. They have. But I, I'm getting too far off track here. But my point is, is that, OK, so I want to I want to come back to this. So you, you've got the State Department now working with other governments. And you know what they're doing with the, the whole uh, don't travel to 80 percent of the countries in the world? They tied the CDC recording methods to the travel program is all they did. So now they're able to just say. All the cases are out of control and you can't go there. Well, where does terrorism fit in? Well, terrorism fits in because when you stand up and you go against what they're saying is for your own good, then you're a terrorist. Hundreds of thousands of people yesterday in London were declared terrorists by the mainstream media, the dying mainstream corporate media. And I'll be honest with you, I looked at the numbers that they put in the streets in London yesterday. I've seen the numbers that they've put on the streets in Berlin. And I'm just looking at numbers, those are a whole hell of a lot bigger than any mob-for-hire Antifa or BLM protest that I've seen. And not a single brick was thrown at a business window. Not a single one. Wait, you, you, you mean there wasn't
1: pallets of bricks waiting for them in their, in uh-uh. their protest path? Uh-uh. Or, or, or jerry
0: cans of uh, gasoline? And, you uh-uh. know, uh, huh? No. No, as a matter of fact, they were they were walking around with signs that said, freedom, no vaccine passports, leave our children alone. That kind of stuff. Government equals liars. You know, those kind of slogans. I mean, if you want to call those inflammatory, well, then consider me an arsonist in that respect. Yeah. I I mean, yesterday I I was pretty heavy uh,
1: talking on politics. I was pretty strong anti-government. I mean, like my Mm -hmm. typical government's bad.
0: So I guess under those standards, I would technically be considered a extremist. They were also carrying signs such as we will not be silenced, love and light which is that one feels I mean, very yeah. hippie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, of course you, you can't really, I mean, you know, we're looking at, we're looking at a, a lot of, you know, mixed messages in here and all that stuff, mm-hmm. but I mean, mm-hmm. overall, I mean, hippie or not, they're peaceful, right? Hippie or not, they're peaceful. Yeah, uh, the you had is, other people in there, you, you had other people in there doing this and child trafficking. You had that stuff going on, right? That uh, save our children, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You had all that. Uh, so it was Bill and th- th- Hillary wearing th- prison suits. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Right. Just... To, to be fair, the, the, the people wanting to open up, it's not left or right anymore. No. I mean, the people that are realizing what's going on, it's the, the average person, the average citizen of the West. Really, the left and right are coming together under this one, which is, honestly, I don't know that they really predicted this, that the ones that are woke are actually working together. They're They're setting aside their differences and are working towards... One of the individuals I was talking to yesterday for hours on end is more akin to, well, he, he's, he's more leaning socialist than conservative, shall we say. But what's interesting is we both agree on the same problems in our system. And I don't think people really understand that the left and right see the same problems and issues. It, the difference is how we want to uh, solve those problems. And that's where the debate should be. Uh, So uh, all that saying, we're not far off on what we see as the problem. And it's not difficult for us to get together and um, resist these lockdowns, for example, and these shutdowns. It's not we're we're on the same page. It's just we we differ on on where to go after that.
0: You know, I remember saying about two or three years ago when we could see a change coming down the line. I mean, we knew it was coming. And, and I said on the very first podcast, the very first one, right at the end of it, I said, there is a quickening process that is happening. I could see it coming then. I just didn't know how fast it was going to get here. Again, we're going to talk more about this in the week ahead, but they pulled the trigger a lot sooner than what they should have on this. But I said back then, I said, I don't care. And I've been saying this all the way through. I said, I don't care if you're American, if you're German, if you're Italian, if you're British, if you're Canadian, I I don't care. We've all got a common problem. We need to take whatever differences we have. And believe me, there are differences. As you just said, there are differences. We've got to put those aside for a time. Yes, we can deal with that because what you're talking about there, you said it's where we differ on the other side of it is where it's at. But that's on ideas on which way to go. And that's, that's fair enough. We can argue that stuff from now until the end of time. That's stuff that we've always argued on, and we always will. But we have to face facts here that it is the tolerance that we've had, and I'm not talking about this woke tolerance stuff. It's the tolerance that we've had since our grandparents' generation that has maneuvered us into this position. They've taken our kindness for weakness, and now they think they can come in and stomp all over everybody. So we can argue that stuff. We, we need to set the, all that stuff aside right? This whole, uh, whatever. I mean, let, let's be honest. This whole woke agenda, this this whole uh, identity politics and, and, and racist politics, I, I don't care what they call it. They can call that inclusive all day long. Those are racist people, and I want nothing to do with them. I won't even talk about the, the garbage that they push on people because it's disgusting. That's the antithesis of everything that the civil rights movement and Dr. Martin Luther King stood for, and I will not be a part of that. I will not. I don't degrade myself like that. I don't, I don't, Put that off onto people because I'm above that. I'm past that. I like to think that I'm a whole hell of a lot better than that. That's something I never want to be. That's something that I was never told to be growing up. Don't ever become like this. Horrible, racist, discriminatory practices. We are better than that. So I will not take be, part in that. Sorry, go ahead. But you can't be equitable unless you notice people's race. But that that right there, that agenda, they push that on people thinking that I mean I don't I don't even understand what their their motive is behind it what it's a tool of division okay that we get it's a tool of division so you push the agenda to what to what play referee over it is that all you do see we're we're sitting here and we're we're being divided and and pitted against each other over everything, over absolutely everything. Everyone's being pitted against each other. Everyone's, that's what COVID was about. It was about turning everybody against each other. So now that that's failed, they're going to come back at you with something else. Believe me, they're not finished. They're not finished. They're just getting warmed up. What happened in London, I fully expect to see some kind of a response to that. I fully expect to see something uh, in response to that. Because when the Germans started doing that last year, there was a big response to it. and They got shut down for a year. So, I fully expect to see something coming out of number 10, which is completely ludicrous because they've already lost their damn minds anyway. I fully expect that to happen. You've got the French generals out today. Speaking of wokeism, let's talk about that for a second. You got the French, you got 20 of France's top generals who sent a letter, a signed letter to Emmanuel Macron, warning him if he doesn't stop endorsing this race politics, if he doesn't stop getting on board with that agenda, they their warning of a military insurrection against his government. Did you hear what I just said? The military says if he doesn't stop, they're going to remove him. 20 French generals sign a letter condemning the oppression of yellow vests and warn of coming race war. 20 high-ranking French military officials have released an explosive protest letter against the government demanding action against the rising crime of immigrant gangs, terrorism, American-style anti-white political activism, and no-go zones. Are they telegraphing? Maybe. I don't know. But you did have Macron saying a few weeks ago that we will not adopt the radical agendas coming out of the American universities, and you notice now he's done a 180. All of a sudden, he's done a 180. Same thing with, you remember when he said, we're not going to remove our statues? We're not going to remove our history. We're not going to remove our, our our culture and these things. Do you remember when he said, we will not do this? He was on Face the Nation the other day when he was talking about the climate stuff. And he says, we need to deconstruct our history. What changed his rhetoric? Yeah, sounds awful Marxist. Sounds awful uh, Maoist. Uh-huh. Even. Uh-huh. What changed his rhetoric? It's a good question. So my point is, is that, whenever you have someone that stands up in a prominent position, they try to they try to take a stand on something. Everything immediately gets flipped within a matter of days or weeks. Immediately. A lot of German actors were on board with this whole, you know, uh, COVID and let's yeah, it's all cute and everything. And let's all get matching masks for their outfits and all that stuff. And you know what? A lot of them came out last week and they did a satirical piece on what the government has done. To take people's rights away. And you know what they were called by the government? They were called terrorists. They were called Nazis. You know, it's the silencing of dissent that will be their downfall. It's the fact that they can't have an opposing point of view. They can't have someone that opposes what they represent because they represent tyranny. That's how it works. Tyranny's never voted for. It's always imposed. If people understood what it actually was, then they would never vote for it. And they never do, largely. They kind of get maneuvered into this easing into it. And then they slam the door shut on you. Case in point, Hugo Chavez. Yes, he was elected and it was party time. Everybody was having a good time. Yeah, he was out there in the streets throwing streamers, having parades and all that stuff. Look what happened to Venezuela because of it. It took 10 years, but look what happened. Barack Obama gets elected in 2008. Look where we are now. Now, I'm not saying that Bush was an angel. Believe me, there's plenty that goes on there. I think he and Tony Blair need to be held for war crimes. You want to legitimize that international criminal court you got in the Hague? Put those two sorry bastards in there. But it takes a long time to maneuver your way in there. I remember when when Obama was elected, and I I believed at the time that we were ready for a change as a nation. We were. He ran on the whole idea of hope and change. We were sick of the idea and the policies of what Bush and his his administration had. Yes, we were ready for a change, but people were deceived. People were fooled. When I started seeing this guy rise as fast as he did, I thought, hang on a minute, this isn't what people think it is. But no one cared. Everyone was just so happy that Bush was gone and, and everybody was, now things are going to calm down and got worse, didn't it? Instead of one country, which Iraq was bad enough. I was against that when it happened. Afghanistan. Are you kidding me? We're still in there. But instead of two countries, you got 11. Now you've got Donald Trump that comes on the scene. And I think that Donald Trump, I uh, uh, and believe me, there's plenty there of Trump not to like. I get it. I get it. I, all the people that that say, oh, well, I, I don't really like Donald Trump. OK, I, I get it. I get it. I understand. He's a New York businessman. I don't like New York businessmen. So I, I understand. But he did a lot of good things. And there were a lot of things that he did that I didn't appreciate. And I also think that there were, I mean, I'll, I'll just put it this way. He's a lot nicer than I would have been. I'll put it that way. Because I would have had the sorry bastards in the press thrown out day one. That's a privilege to be in there. That's not a right. So Donald Trump comes in. And I think i think sincerely, and, and I, will, I stand by this after what I read today. I stand by this. I think sincerely that's after brexit after they voted for that cuz brexit came first after brexit and you notice what happened with brexit they tied everybody up with all this well should we have another vote just to make sure should we should we go back and was it fair was it you know did, did, did was there any russian hacking it was all kinds of nonsense right all kinds of bs then donald trump happened <laughs> and i think it really pissed off the elites i think it really pissed them off badly those two things weren't supposed to happen david cameron was stupid enough to allow the English to vote to leave the European Union. Well, What do you think was going to happen? Of course, you're not going to stay there. You're paying 55 million pounds of UK taxpayer money a week to stay into that thing. And you get what out of it? 500 million back a year. Uh, Do the math. Doesn't take a mathematician to figure that one out. But then you have to to get that money back. You have to apply for projects that they approve of. Think about that. You're going to stay in that. That's why you can't offer. I remember when when Emmanuel Macron was elected in France. I remember when he was elected. And the first question that was asked to him, I, I remember I was in my hotel room in Hamburg and he was on TV. He was uh, he was given an interview on uh, the English network in France, It's France 24. And I was watching it in my hotel room. And I remember him saying, as I'm getting ready to go out for the day, I remember him saying when he was asked the question, are the French people going to be given a vote to leave the European Union? And he says, no, no, we, we can't do this. We cannot do this. And he says, well, why not? And he says, because they'll vote to leave. Hello? If you give a vote to the German people, they'll leave. This whole thing will collapse. Honestly, this whole thing's going to collapse whether you give them a vote or not. It's on self-destruct now. It's too late. My point is, is that when the English left, when they left, that was going to be the chain reaction. That was going to be like the dominoes that were going to fall. The Dutch would have left. The French would have left. The Germans would have left. and It would have been over. The poorer countries, of course, they're going to vote to stay in because they benefit from staying in. But you've bankrupted the, the richer countries to support the poorer countries in the name of equality and equity. You stole everybody's pensions. They've been doing everything they can to keep this thing together. It's being held together with hopes and dreams and spit and string. That's that's all it's being held together with. So Donald Trump happens in America. And when that happens, oh, the whole thing went crazy. What happened to the big Russia conspiracy? anybody asked that question? What happened to that? It's like it just disappeared. You were supposed to have this, this big, massive Trump-Russia collusion and conspiracy, and there was so much evidence. It was everywhere, and they had it, and it was coming out today. Well, investigations don't just end when someone leaves. When someone ups and and moves to another place, you don't just end the investigation. Oh, uh, somebody committed a murder. I'm I'm looking into them uh, in in the state of Ohio. Oh, well, they moved to uh, they moved to Kentucky. I can't look into that anymore. That's not how investigations work. What
1: happened to that investigation? That that investigation, as we found out, was um, illegally done. But also the investigations shifted from the Russia collusion to some kind of financial tax evasion or something, I don't know, what, what whatever they're, they're saying now out of New York. And oh, they yes. have the, it, uh, yeah, yeah. What
0: yeah happened? They're, they're investigating. And, and Cuomo, what happened to him? I thought there was some, some big thing going on with him. I, I, I don't want to get off topic here. I, I don't want to get off topic. Well,
1: I'll say this real quick. If uh, In terms of, um, if you're left-leaning as long as you can withstand the initial barrage, the, the first seventy two hours of attacks, you'll be fine. As long as you 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 hold your ground in that time, the news will shift and you'll disappear in obscurity again. People will forget.
0: Which I think they were just using as using him as cover to uh float the other agendas that they were trying to float through, you know, packing of the court and DC statehood and all the rest of it. They were trying to do something to, to build up off of that, to, to take the heat off of them. And of course, gun legislation, that was the same time, right? That was our executive orders, executive action on guns. That was going to be the, the other thing. So I think they were just looking for a, a way. To, and of course, you had other states like Texas and Florida that were all the states in the South, they were saying, we're going to reopen 100%, no restrictions. You had to take the, the, the news off of that. So yeah. But anyway, b- back to Trump here. So Trump gets elected. That wasn't supposed to happen. Even the Republicans and Democrats both said, "Yeah, okay, all right, yeah, we'll we'll let him run. He's not really going to get any votes, and yeah, it'll be a big show. And he's an entertainer, right? He's a he's a hotel and, and a casino guy. And he's a TV guy, and he does the Celebrity Apprentice or whatever, and or he does the Apprentice or Celebrity Apprentice, wh- whatever that show is. And yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, we'll make a we'll make a showbiz thing out of it. Yeah, we'll we'll get all the Hollywood people involved. It's going to be a great thing. He won." A man who has never run for public office in his entire life, runs for the highest one in the world, and he embarrassed every last one of their sorry asses, and they couldn't stand it. Donald Trump entered their world. Donald Trump builds things. He puts his name on things. He provides services for people. He provides products for people. Who in politics has ever done that? He's not a peddler, he's not a swindler. Yes, he might be ill-mannered here and there, okay, I get it. But he's not a sellout. And I've heard people say, "Oh, uh he he just he just ran to to go in there and and enrich himself and and make his make his pocketbook bigger." Do you know how many billions of dollars Donald Trump has lost and is still losing to this? He lost a billion dollars just running, just running, whereas someone like Bernie Sanders earns 25 million dollars just running. <laughs> Bernie Sanders. He was talking about millionaires and billionaires. Now he talks about billionaires and trillionaires because he's a millionaire and he'd be talking about himself. Why so, don't you
1: explain to the average person how you got that money, Mr. Sanders? Yeah, busting out of
0: college with the old lady.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And
0: uh, skimming off that advertising fund. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess my point is, is that these things happened and it really, it upset the apple cart and it was something that needed to happen. It was something that needed to happen. It needed to, to be upset. And I think that by doing this, I mean, it's it's brought attention to things that we otherwise wouldn't have seen. So when you have a crisis with something, it doesn't matter what it is, but when you have a crisis of something, especially something of this magnitude, I'm talking about COVID, when you have something of this magnitude, this allows we, the people, to see things that we otherwise wouldn't have seen. Would you say that now, even though it's it's not it's nowhere near the numbers that I wish it was, believe me, it's nowhere near the numbers I wish it was, but... Would you say that we have more people awake now than what we did 24 to 36 months ago? I would say yes. I'm torn on that one. I'm talking about people that otherwise wouldn't have done anything, that otherwise wouldn't have done anything. You wouldn't have seen the kind of numbers that we saw in London three years ago if everyone was just on with their lives and there were no restrictions and and all that stuff. You wouldn't have seen all those people out there, I don't think. There wouldn't have been a reason to be out there. Exactly. But my point is, is that the corruption behind the scenes would have been moving strong. But see, now it's been exposed and people see these people for who they are and what they've done. I'm not sure
1: people see who they are. I, I think it's it's just a um, not fully. Um, uh, it, so I think people realize that there's a problem and there's corruption, but I don't I don't think many of them are aware of the greater agenda. I, I think the, the greater agenda, which we talk about with the Great Reset and, um, you know, all the ESG social scoring thing.
0: Yeah, I can go with that. Um, I, don't, I don't think they realize that. I, I think they think that is a, a conspiracy. Yeah. OK, so I, I see where you're saying with that. So I, basically what you're saying is, is people think that just the buck stops with their governments and the public health departments and that's it. They're not looking yeah, at, it, the, at the yeah. larger agenda.
1: Yeah. So I agree with you that, that more are awake. I just think that they're just coming out of their stupor, if you will. They're just waking. And I, I don't think they're seeing the, the the
0: greater agenda that's going on behind the scenes. That's true. And, you know, it It takes it takes a lot to to understand what that's I mean, hell, I'm still learning. Right. I, I'm still learning. I'm still finding. I got something sent to me this morning that I didn't even know existed involving a world leader. I'm just going to leave it at that. And it makes so much sense now. As to what is probably going on with exactly that, because they all seem to be tying this like all of this seems to be tied together, all of it. So, yes, I I agree with you. Yes, people are just now kind of getting out of their stupor. It's like it's like when you're in a hotel room, if people can remember back in the day when we used to be able to go to hotels, it's like being in a hotel room and you wake up in the middle of the night on your first night there and you're you're just you kind of don't know where you are for a second and you, you, you yeah. get up and you just kind of you need to get a cup of coffee in you before you can figure out where in the hell you actually are. Yeah, I think that's where people are, because I'm looking at people that are walking down in that sea of humanity in London, in downtown London yesterday. Yes, they're calling out... Uh, they've got like uh, Boris Johnson and, and chris witty and and these other idiots that are up there at part of this uh, whatever this scientific national advisory committee or whatever and they're just they're they're holding up signs within behind prison bars saying crimes against humanity and murderers okay I, I get it that's somebody that sees things on the surface but that's not drilling down into it now I will I will commend them for understanding but see, here's the thing. As I said a couple of days ago, as I said at the end of last week, I said the politicians and the health departments, they are meant to be the scapegoats. They will be the sacrificial lamb. Make no mistake about that. Make no mistake about that. They will flush them. The establishment will flush them to save their sorry, cowardly asses. They will. Schwab and company, you think those people are going to go down? No. They will offer up Boris Johnson they will offer up Macron. They will offer up Merkel. They will offer up the Italian prime minister. They will offer up these people. They don't care. They don't care. But the corporations and the private interests that have them under their thumb will remain. That is the problem. The banking establishment, that is the problem. If you don't believe that, look at Bitcoin, which we'll talk about that in a second. So I, I commend the people. Yes, I agree with you. I commend the people for understanding, yes, we have a, we have a bad corruption problem with our governments. No question about that, right? I'm not going to argue with it. As a matter of fact, I don't think that we even know the half of it when it comes to that. Yes, it's corrupt. It's bad, right? The Department of Justice in the U.S., I would argue it's the Department of Injustice. You might as well just rename the damn thing. It's ridiculous. I I could convict all these people with my eyes closed, with my eyes closed. I I used to work for years on criminal cases, years on one case. I used to work for years building a case, making sure that I had everything correct before I would take it to the to the prosecution, state or federal prosecution and say, here it is. It's a slam dunk. I wish that I could have had half of the information on the cases that I used to investigate as I find on these people every single day. I wish. So, yes, we have a corruption problem. I'm not going to argue with that, but it's so much more than that. It's so much deeper than that. And it's being ignored. That's being ignored or they haven't gotten to it yet. All right. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They haven't gotten to it yet, because to be fair, the information is out there. There is enough information out there if you know where to look. And I get it that the average person out there that's that's walking down the street, holding up a sign. I I understand they don't have the time or the energy or the interest or or whatever to to look deep into something. They just read whatever it is. They read the barn burner headline and they go with it and they see a whole bunch of other people that agree with them. And so they jump on with it. I understand. I understand I'm not faulting them for that. At least they're standing for something. If, at least they, they're seeing corruption, at least if nothing else on the surface. And they're trying to do something to stand and fight back against it. I applaud them for that. Got to start somewhere. But you do. You do. And we all started somewhere, right? I, I started the same way. I'm not going to lie. Started the same way. But once I started to look deeper into things, once I started to read and and study and understand, and my level of understanding got much higher about how these people think and what influences them and and what... What drives them to be as corrupt as they are? Once you get into the psyche of these people, it's a whole different ballgame. It's a whole different ballgame. You realize you're not just dealing with the the good old boss hog type that just wants to collect money and run things. It'd be bad enough if that's what they wanted to do, right? At least that would be some kind of system that we could maybe tolerate. OK, you want to run things? You want to make some money? OK, we'll vote you out. But, uh, you know, collect what you can there. We'll, we'll deal with the corruption later on down the line. It'd be one thing if it was that, but it's so much more than that. So much more than that. How do you go from 14 days to flatten the curve to vaccine passports to come out of your house? You ask yourself that question yet? It's so much more. To your point specifically about the corruption and system and everything. And
1: honestly, that was how our system was functioning. Like if you look at it before, before all this, the lockdowns and everything, technically that's what our system was. It was, it was a corrupt system that would basically, they were able to line their pockets and more or less, it didn't really sway from the status quo. You you had the left and the right have their own agenda and everything. And they had their own little uh, ghosts that they would always point to, basically they, to fearmonger and, and, and try to get people, you know, give us money, you know, that kind of thing. But more or less, it, life didn't really change all that much. You know, talking maybe 20 years ago, that's when that ended. But then we started, uh, things started rapidly shifting. And now we, here we are. But Under that system, under a system of um, corruption like that, life was pretty good. I mean, I, I don't like it, but I mean, comparing it to what's coming now, I would much rather have corrupt politicians in there with things not really changing all that much and they just line their pockets because they still have to do a level of appeasing the populace to retain their power. So there's still an element of they're doing what the people want while lining their pockets. I would much rather that than having a politician you know, a bunch of politicians in place thinking they know what's best for us and then they're gonna shove us down this road of um social credit scoring and, and lockdowns and all that nonsense. But no, at that point you you start becoming a dictator and that goes against the very nature for the West. That is it's unsustainable. But our populace is so I'm not I say it's unsustainable, but at the same time, I'm not sure it's unsustainable. In history, it's always, you know, when there's a dictatorship like that, it usually breaks out at some point. The problem is, is this time round, there's something in place that we didn't have in previous dictatorships. And that's uh, the technology that we have now, the ability to track every person, no matter where they are. It doesn't matter if you're on the grid or off the grid, you can track everyone, know exactly what they're talking about. Hell, we're getting to the point to where they, they know what they're thinking. That. Gives them the upper hand in this case. And I think that's why they're, uh, I think that's why they kind of got greedy and, and everything and are pushing so rapidly. If we were, if we had enough woke people that knew what was going on and businesses real, that did the research,
0: real woke people, not this yeah. social justice crap.
1: Right. Right. Uh, real woke. Um, we, we would have technologies we we would have those same technologies the ones that would uh able to like read your mind and all that kind of stuff and we'd be throw, sticking it onto the politician and be like are you lying to us are you telling the truth and we could potentially get them out of there and and fix uh the West's governments and culture and systems and but i, I don't i don't actually i don't think there's enough woke to do that if
0: if we were uh, at that awake. point i yeah, if we were at that point, I don't think we would need politicians. Maybe not. Uh, we would need a I, justice system, but society, I think, and this I think this is what they're trying to do, though. I mean, it, we, we've talked about this when it comes to like data-driven governance and all that stuff. See, eventually what they want to do here, they eventually want artificial intelligence, and they want that to be the overarching structure that is going to regulate society. Society will self-govern because you'll have a social credit system on top of that. So the government's your constitutions, your, your rights will not exist. They, they will not exist. They will become irrelevant. Politicians will, will be a thing of the past. Everything will be, everything you know will, will go away because data, data mining, data driven governance, meaning your social score will determine how you function or don't in society. And AI determines that, and it's all about who programs that AI. It's not—it's not something that just kind of shows up out of nowhere and, and develops its like its own uh, its own sense of um, I don't know personality or, or whatever you want to call it or cognitive awareness or whatever. Someone has to program that. Yeah. And when some, it's just like the algorithms. It's a form. Uh, algorithms are a form of AI, but the way you've described algorithms before. And we've heard former Google employees that have programmed some of their algorithms. They say, I think this way so that algorithm's going to behave the way that I programmed it to think. Because I think like that. Every single person who programs an algorithm has a part of themselves in it. Now, if somebody, for example, like Klaus Schwab, for example, I'm just using him as an example, or even Bill Gates or Dr. Fauci. Let's go a little bit lower on the food chain. Well, not Gates, maybe. But you get get the idea as an example. If you have one of them Programming an algorithm, or God help us, and I know we're we're a ways away from this, but copying their consciousness onto an AI system. Do you think that that type of an AI system would be a benevolent AI system or a sinister one? Overlooking the fact that I don't think that's really possible to copy your consciousness. On I, there I know like, I said, like I said, yeah. we're just we're a long ways away yeah, from that. Yeah, I, yeah. Just as an example, though, I'm I'm just saying for the sake of argument. So let's. I mean, sure, I know yeah. that. can't program an algorithm but what if we had the ability to to copy a consciousness and apply it to an ai yeah doing that the 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 problem the problem with with
1: copying a consciousness like that assuming it's possible and assuming it, it copies the entirety of the human uh you know consciousness the problem that you would run into is every human there's there's one component that everyone has human nature if you copy the consciousness of a human you're still going to have to deal with human nature. You're still going to have the greed. You're still going to have the corruption uh, as a possibility. So even if you're trying to make an AI to avoid that kind of thing, it it's still going to happen. It's still going to be there. That is something that is in- intrinsic to every human, that outside of an act of God, you don't get rid of it. It takes a lot of work and discipline. Well, Bruce,
0: you're missing the big point. Bill Gates is God, or didn't he tell you? <laughs> Yeah, uh, it seems like he does have a god complex. He does. So does Schwab. No. Okay. Uh, we talked there about cryptos, uh, uh, or we mentioned cryptos there. So new f- knew this was coming. New federal regulations could spur cryptocurrency crash. We know that crypto's taken a hit over the last couple of days. So all the Wall Street people seem to be getting into the cryptos, but now the Fed say, oh no, maybe not so fast. Maybe not so fast. We might have to step in and, and regulate those things. Is that because you see those things as a threat to you? Uh, well that's the point. Is it's meant to put people like you out of business. That's what the point is. I'm all for alternative forms of currency. Rather that is cryptocurrency or or an alternative form of voucher or or currency, whatever you want to spur up there. If it has value to someone and it's backed by something, then okay. I, I can see it. I can see it. If there's an economy for it, if there's a demand for it, then that warrants the idea of it becoming a currency. Now I understand that cryptocurrencies aren't actually currencies. I get it. I don't know why we call them cryptocurrencies, but because they're not currencies. They're actually classified as commodities. In that aspect, I don't understand. But nonetheless, they perceive these things as a threat to them because they don't control them. And they see that a market, another economy, is emerging in front of them. And it's an economy that they don't control. Everything about the Great Reset and the fourth turning to these people is about them having 100% control. Hell, they'd do 125% control if they could. But when they see these things pop up, and they see that they can't well and I know that some of them are, are transparent, but they see that they can't track the transactions of a lot of these things. It, it's too much for them to manage. That poses a very real threat to them and their existence. These people, these banking establishments, as I said, these are the problem. This, this is not the solution. that's the problem. If they feel threatened by cryptocurrencies, I say double down on cryptocurrencies. put these people out of business. they should have been put back in the box a century ago. This is something I haven't really mentioned. I, I've kind of mentioned it in
1: passing, but there's a slight, um, slight issue I have with cryptos. So I support cryptos, and I like it. I like it. I like the idea of bypassing government and and you know being able to uh, flip the bird to them because cr- government is so corrupt right now. But to stay consistent, the conundrum I'm stuck with is. Cryptos as a currency is technically unconstitutional and technically illegal. And the reason I say that is, as far as the United States is concerned, there's only one currency. And that's the only currency that's sanctioned by Congress. You know, the the, the currency that Congress sanctions, that's the only one that that is allowed, if you will, um, constitutionally. But every time another currency has risen up we've not done anything to combat it. I mean, back in the uh Great Depression, there was a lot of cities and towns that created their own currencies. You 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 have the the various um cryptocurrencies now that are, are are kind of a similar similar thing but on a on a global scale. So, I think they're struggling to figure out how to regulate that at this point because things are so corrupt in what we're seeing. This is where one of the things that I hate to do it, but I have to abandon that that principle for the Constitution uh, because everything's become so corrupted now
0: and so broken that you know what? I'm I'm for cryptos. They're looking for a way to replace the Petrodollar anyway, and now you've got countries like China, and this is what China's like. This is what they're experimenting with. They've launched their own government issued cryptocurrency, but here's here's the thing: it comes with a catch. Comes with a catch. And I saw this uh, last week when I was looking around and just in passing. And the thing about it is, is that if you want to take that crypto, well, they'll give you some of that crypto every month. You're allotted a certain amount. They're experimenting and they're just experimenting with this. But I can see this. And this is what these people at these central banks want to do. Make no mistake about it. They are all working for the same agenda here universal basic incomes. We've talked about that for God knows how long. And we all know that that's what we're doing right now for those areas and those places that are still locked down. We're bribing people not to go to work. That's what UBI is. This is how Marty put it with the drug dealer, right? The first hits free. That's how it works. They're just doing this right now to get you used to the idea of giving you something for doing nothing. So what's China doing? China's going another step with it. They're going along the lines of, we're going to create a cryptocurrency that's government-issued, which, what is it? It's just numbers that they put up. It means nothing. It's backed by nothing. That will allow them to take 100% control of the economy and the supply chain. All of it. And here's the other side to it. You get issued that universal basic income in the form of a government-issued cryptocurrency, but then what happens? You spend this amount of money that we give you, and then every 30 days, it resets. You have an allotted time to spend the money that they give you. And after that, it goes away. So what does that do? You don't save anything. You can never save anything. You can never buy anything. Oh, yes, you can buy the 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 useless stuff that means nothing. You can buy all that stuff. I I mean, uh, discounting, of course, food and and water and all that stuff that I understand. You kind of need that to live. So I get it. But you can't buy a home. You can't buy a car. You can't buy property. You can't go on vacation. You can't work for anything. See, there's a dignity to work. It gives you a sense of purpose. It it makes you feel a sense of fulfillment. And everything about this society that they want to create is about removing all of that. They want to end work. They want to end it. And and you might think for a second, oh well, that's great because I hate working. But let's look at where you've been over the last 12 months, 12, 18 months. You happy with the lockdowns? Are you happy with not going to your office? I know people that are doing home office right now, and they're miserable. They're miserable. They want to go back to the office. They want to be in the environment around other people and converse. Even if it's just ambient, they want to remove all of that. A couple of things there. One, most people,
1: when you do a little research on personalities and that kind of stuff, the majority of people are extroverts. Where Something like 60-some percent of them are extroverts. In other words, translation, those people need human interaction. Even introverts need interaction, but they can get by you know, um, in different ways. And there's varying degrees, but all that to say, to put a greater point on what you're saying, human beings need other humans to interact with. That's just, that's how we're built. And, you know, even though uh, someone like me thoroughly enjoys being alone, there's still a requirement of, uh, I still need human interaction. There's still a level that I, I, I require. Also, uh, I, in, in my talking yesterday, with the um, uh, socialist, I, I was made uh, more aware, I guess, of, of what the thinking, the logic behind some of these, like being okay with the UBI and, and, and some of these things. To summarize what they were saying, it's akin to seeing a homeless person on the street that's begging for money and you give them money. I pose the problem or or the the issue I have with it is they're just going to go out in in majority of cases depending on your location and everything they're just going to go out and spend it on booze or or drugs or something like that right that that's you you have a greater possibility of that being the case than actually going out and buying food or buying uh themselves a a clean shower or something and going out and trying to get a job or something like that right i'm more interested in trying to get them to be although I hate the phrase, a functioning member of society. They believe that giving the money to the person, even if they're homeless and they go off and use it for drugs and alcohol and all that stuff, uh, they view it as what if it's, that's their only escape at this point? What if what if they're so far down into the pit that that's the only way for them to, to find happiness? That's the kind of thinking that is okay with things like a UBI or, or having the government give you money and whatnot. Well, what w- what's so bad about giving them money when, you know, it, it, it's helping them find happiness or helping them. And it, that, that's my entire problem. You're being enslaved to a drug. You're being enslaved to that mentality or that thought process. And there's no freedom. You're, you're, you're constantly thinking about when you're going to get your next fix that's not freedom.
0: You said there about functioning members of society. You don't you don't like that term. Yeah, I I don't like that term. It feels too it feels too woke. It feels too But doesn't it give though people a sense of purpose? Functioning member of society. If you feel like you're contributing something, I mean that gives you a sense of purpose. That gives you a sense of fulfillment, does it not? Yes and no. Uh
1: so I I want I want them to be a a member of society, but at the same I hate I hate put him into the group of society because I I hate I don't like the groupings I don't like the categorizing people left and right and conservative and liberal and I don't like the categorizing of it, uh, it really it, we do it here because that's the talk that that's what the rhetoric is and that that's the way to get. Across the the stereotypes, but the the problem I have with it is stereotypes aren't always accurate. Uh, you can't box someone into a specific stereotype. Um, uh, the the I, so I, I just you know it, it's it's an independent you know or or person by person standard, if you will. So uh, my my whole issue with it is just like what do we consider a functioning member of society? Uh, first of all, and second of all. I believe society is broken right now. So to say a functioning member of society, what do we mean by that? Because well, society's pretty messed up.
0: Yeah, it is. A functioning member of society, I would argue, is not a bum laying on your front lawn with a needle shoved in his arm, defecating in a, in a mailbox, or exposing himself to your wife or daughter. That's not a functioning member of society, in my humble opinion.
1: I and I, I don't disagree with you. The thing is, is I just. So the the principle, the the idea of it, what you propose and what really what we propose on the show, I don't disagree with that. The thing that I, I just disagree with the phrase itself, because it's so it's too general, if you will. It can be twisted to mean anything.
0: Yeah, I, I I get what you're saying, but uh, what what do you do though? I mean, we could sit here, we could talk about uh, solutions to that all day long. Uh, but let's be honest, as you say, that things are broken, right? We were talking before we started into all this this crap. Before the world went to hell in a handbasket with COVID, we actually talked on this podcast about social problems social issues that was the whole point was we wanted to sit down and we wanted to open up a dialogue left and right we wanted to look at things from the middle of the road and say hey let's look at all these social problems that are leading us to ruin and let's figure out how we can fix this let's talk about this but we kind of went marty always makes the the analogy after the war the pendulum swung far to the left for far too long well they've grabbed a hold of that pendulum and they they haven't let it swing back. So there was no balance. But what they've done now, not only have they not allowed the pendulum to swing back, they've turned it up 180 degrees and they've welded it in place. They've made it even worse. We need to have a, a constant balance. The pendulum needs to swing both ways. So you have a balance and a counterbalance. So everybody can be equal. Everybody can fix things the way that they want to fix them. We try certain things. We we experiment with certain things. The social experiments of Western civilization and freedom, that was the point of it. It wasn't perfect, but for God's sake, it's better than anything else that's ever existed. Western civilization is the most powerful, most prosperous civilization that has ever existed in the history of mankind. We didn't get there by accident, and China didn't get there on their own. They were given that by our sellouts. They used our property, our wealth, our prosperity, our ingenuity, our intellectual properties to build them up and to springboard themselves past us. So we have a lot of problems that need fixed. I agree. No, no debating that. That's actually why we started this in the first place is because we actually wanted to address those problems. If you go back and you listen to, I mean, how I think what was the, the the second or third one we did on the homelessness problem. And GP was talking about how they make these little houses out of sandwich napkins. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget that. We do need to fix those things. But now we've got a bigger issue to deal with. And now you don't have the homeless out there in the streets. You've got them in five-star hotels, courtesy of the U.S. taxpayer, because because of COVID, you see. And now storefronts are being bankrupted and going to be turned into uh, to low-cost housing to bring in the 600 million that the UN's talking about over the next 10 to 15 years. Do you have any idea what that's going to do? So, we've got bigger problems. We've got bigger irons in the fire at the moment. But yes, the the corruption got to be dealt with. No question, no question. But we've got to deal with this other stuff first before we can get to that. I get that the corruption's bad. But there's something that's feeding that corruption. That machine that is that is perpetuating that corruption has to be dealt with. And because of COVID, in all fairness, because of COVID, that facade has been pulled back. And now we see what that machine is. Yeah, an, an interesting thing here, mentioning the
1: West and and how this has been the most prosperous. And it's not a perfect idea, but it's the best we can come up with. For you uh religious out there that that are Christian When you go back into the Old Testament and you look at what uh, was intended and in, in originally uh, for uh, before Moses went up on the mountain and, and was given the Ten Commandments, the option was given to the Israelites to commune with God directly themselves to not have a, an intermediary if you will uh, the, the, the priest and all the all that it 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 was or, or came to be and they said basically no. We don't want that. We want you to go and do it. It's my belief that this system that we have—the the system of you, the individual—you uh, make your own free will decisions and everything yourself. I think that was the intended um, system. I think that was the original intent that, that God had for for the less than perfect situation we're in <laughs> because of Adam and Eve. I think it. Was, I think it's supposed to be an a,
0: a individually based system. And with that being said. As you so dutifully said that, very well done. I will give you the uh, the privilege of having the last word. So we're out of time, if you can believe it. Got to nothing we wanted to talk about today, I don't think. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it flew yeah. by, though. It did. It did. And you know something? Sundays are usually a slow, slow news day, usually. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, yeah, due to the uh, the revelations of the last 48 hours. Uh, it's been quite interesting and it's going to get more interesting in the coming days. So for those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram channel, get over there, get signed up to us. You will get access to all of our podcasts we're putting out here every day. And you'll also get an exclusive podcast, which Bruce and I did one of those on Saturday. It was uh, it was actually pretty good. Uh, it was good to get back on the uh, uh, on the exclusives and it was quite long. We didn't do the the two weeks prior. So, yeah, I guess we kind of we kind of owed it to the listener to give them a little bit longer uh, of a podcast. So it was about an hour and a half. Uh, but yeah, get over there, get signed up to us so you can get that. Also, you get access to our news feed over there. And we've also got a discussion group going and, uh, uh, and a comment section. So drop us a line in there. Also, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help to do that. So if you could pass us along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're a rating podcast, if you'd give us a rating when you get a chance, that would be fantastic as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that'll do it for today. So uh, thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening, and we will see you tomorrow.